Hello, and you're very welcome to this special episode of Beneath the Skin. I'm one of your co-hosts, Thomas O'Mahony, and unfortunately, my uh, other co-host, Dr. Matthew Lauder, is indisposed due to a scooter-related incident. So, to keep the feed going and to feed all your hungry, hungry interests, I decided to do a kind of off-the-cuff episode that we spoke about doing before about how to get tattoos and i'm joined by my wonderful girlfriend Sinead. Sinead say hello hi um so both Sinead and i have recently gotten tattoos and often we when we were out and we talked to people obviously like people comment on our tattoos we both have visible tattoos and a common thing that we find from people who don't have tattoos they ask you know how do i go about getting a tattoo and you know, how do I make sure I get a good one? I'm not really sure. Everyone that we've ta- spoken to that has wanted to get tattoos and hasn't gotten one yet has loads of ideas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a common thing that I find is people want to get a tattoo, but they don't know what to get. And I think they feel a big sort of burden on them to get something really meaningful or something like, yeah, something that means a lot or should mean a lot. But I think that's neither of our philosophies about tattoos. And funnily enough, if you listen to the Ink Master episodes, that's something that we spoke about last week. Matt, you know, talked about how something like Miami Ink really contributed to the idea that tattoos have to have this big meaning and this big story. And people then thinking about getting tattoos have to try and insert meaning into a design that they like. So... This, we're kind of doing this episode, we will probably revisit it later down the line with Matt, um, I'm sure he'll have a lot to contribute, but uh, both me and Sinead, you know, we're tattoo enthusiasts, we both have a lot of tattoos, and yeah, this is kind of the episode for anyone who listens to the show who may have a couple of tattoos, but like they've been off the cuff, or even if you are someone who has tattoos, and you probably encounter the question as well from people who don't have them, you can send this to your friends, or... It's a useful resource for people who don't have tattoos. I think I can offer some perspective as a woman getting a tattoo. You know, like, definitely for me, it felt like... I think for a long time I put it off because I was worried about how to approach it because it did feel like a very male-dominated space and it's, you know, definitely associated with, like, big dudes and, like, you know, the idea that a tattoo artist is, like so much cooler than you and doesn't have time for your like concerns or worries but that's actually the opposite of what i found with every tattoo i've gotten yeah so we're gonna kind of walk you through like each step of the general process of getting a tattoo and then we'll both speak i think we kind of both have very similar methodologies for like finding tattoo artists booking tattoos going to get just the way that i think you do go about it like i didn't know how to go about it at all but once you kind of do it once i think you get the idea yeah and we're gonna like talk about what to expect with your first tattoo some advice when you're going to get your first one but first and foremost i know we talked about it that this idea that you have to have some sort of like really prescriptive meaning to your tattoo that that isn't necessarily the case and i know anyone who's a regular listener on this show will have heard me say multiple times that your first tattoo more than likely is kind of going to be your worst one, but it's going to be the one that you think about the most or like you'll remember the most. Like once you kind of cross the Rubicon of having maybe five tattoos, you kind of forget that some of them, like I have a giant cloud of design on the back of one of my arms and I forget that I have it. And we were having a drink the other night and I was washing my hands. And when I went to turn to walk out of the bathroom, I spotted it. I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot I have that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like in the modern industry at the moment, most artists, you can find them on Instagram pretty easy. Like yeah. if you're in different parts of the world, they might use different platforms. I know particularly in Spain, like Facebook, Facebook is still super popular. So a lot of shops will be on Facebook, but yeah. So like the first thing I would recommend is even before you decide to get one, just follow a lot of artists, like figure out what looks cool to you, certain styles that you like. I know. We have argued on this show back and forth what's illustrative versus what's neo-trad or what are all these modern designs. But regardless of what name that's put on it, you know, 
have a look online, you know, figure out what kind of appeals to you, what would you like on your body, and then, you know, luckily Instagram will recommend hundreds of artists through promoted posts. Artists will start following you, like, just because you start following artists, just to, you know, you will start to build a nice catalogue of people that you can, like, go back to. And I think the, that is a bit more reliable because obviously there's the joke about Pinterest tattoos and that Pinterest obviously is like such a massive platform that most people don't really think about, but you're generally being served kind of like similar stuff to other people. Whereas luckily with Instagram and its recommendation algorithm, like you will start to see more and more tattoos in particular styles that you're interacting with. Um, and it... It will help you kind of figure out what you want. So that's where you start. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's hard definitely for myself. Like I found it great having you, Tom, as a resource um, because it took me a while sometimes to, I would look at a tattoo on Instagram and be like, I feel like that doesn't look great, but I don't know <laughs> if I'm right. So I could ask you like, does that, is, am I right in saying that that kind of is maybe a bit off? Um, but I think Instagram is a great place to sort of vet artists, especially because, you know, you can, if you just like go right back, you can really see either how they've progressed and evolved or maybe how they haven't. And maybe that would be a point of concern. Um, but you can, you know, if they're regularly updating their Instagram, even if they're only putting up the best of their stuff, if the best of their stuff still isn't good, then maybe you'd be likely to, you know. Yeah to, Give avo- it a maze. yeah, to avoid them. And one of the things to be really aware of as a consumer is learn kind of some specific terminology and certain things about tattooing, because once you have a language to understand, like things about shading, about lines, you'll be able to kind of see through a bit of the Instagram magic that some artists do, where they're filtering it or they're turning up the contrast or they're lowering the brightness to try and hide redness so in general what you're going to look for when you're looking on instagram at artists is you're going to look at the colors that they use is that kind of a color palette that you're interested in look at the consistency of their lines obviously tattoos are an art form on living skin so not every line is going to be perfect. Not every circle is going to be a circle. Like <laughs> they're, they're, they're living art pieces on your body and they will change over time, which we'll talk about later on. But yeah, so like learn your, once you've kind of decided your style, learn about like, okay, well, what is whip shading? What is certain line weights? You know, are people doing a specific take on a certain style that you like? What kind of... Like, what- I definitely still don't, have in-depth knowledge of all that terminology yeah you you don't have to have like in-depth knowledge it's more so kind of understanding what to look for when you're looking at a tattoo you don't have to be the expert but you know knowing a little bit will help you and will help you to get a better tattoo yeah and like a little bit of knowledge goes a long way yeah so you're at the stage where you kind of you've picked out your style and you kind of have an idea of a couple of artists that you'd like to maybe get some work from. The next thing to do really is to look at one, what flash they have available. So that's pre-made designs that they'll have usually in their highlights on Instagram. I would recommend flash for a first tattoo as well. That's what I did. Yeah, like flash is generally going to be the strong, like kind of strongest work that an artist will have. Um, it's stuff that they'll be able to do relatively quickly as well. And because it's kind of pre-made, it'll be a little bit cheaper if you're a bit more price conscious. But also the thing with flash is unless it's kind of a bit more of an out there design, if you're going for something classic, it's going to look good and it's going to age well. And it's going to, you know, it's going to remain kind of contemporary. Like both of us are into traditional tattooing and, you have a bit more like varied aesthetic taste than me. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, certain designs that have been around for a long time are going to look good in a hundred years. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it wasn't until I started to get tattoos that I started to really appreciate traditional uh, tattoos because I kind of, I didn't love the kind of the flat look of them, but then they age like so well. And 
a lot of the designs are great and they're kind of I discovered that there is a lot more variation in even those like classic traditional designs that were sort of more aligned with my aesthetic tastes. So you don't necessarily have to get like an anchor if it's a traditional tattoo. Yeah, and even, you know, if if it's not a traditional uh, design or if it's an artist that's working in a different style, look at their flash. If you're looking for a custom piece, then the process generally what you should do is have some references of other tattoos that are kind of in a similar style with a similar, that are kind of similar to what you want, but also then maybe have some designs or pictures of non-tattoos that might inspire the artist. And also maybe if you're feeling a little bit generous to them to kind of find tattoos that they've done that you like the look of in terms of like color palette or if it's similar to the design. And the next step you can do then once you have actually chosen your artist is you can either message them on Instagram or email them. If you are doing a walk-in, which a lot of shops will still do now, you kind of go in with your stuff ready and talk to the artist. Mm. I think having all your info ready for them is really important. And But if you're looking at an artist on Instagram, they will usually say in their bio where they would like you to contact them. Um, you know, in London, it's very different for us because in Dublin, nobody's books are open ever. You have to book, like, usually at least a month in advance or yeah, yeah, yeah. you're taking, like, someone's cancelled spot. Um, and, yeah, and, like, be kind of aware of, you know, artists, it, they work different hours, they work different days. Some people work in, like, multiple shops. And when you're making that initial kind of approach to them in whether it's in dms or through email consider having you know your references ready your idea try and keep it short and keep it to bullet points your ideal size and your ideal placement so now that we're talking about placement a lot of people will try and get their first tattoo on somewhere that's kind of difficult they'll try and get it on their ribs <laughs> we both we both <laughs> ribs are painful um, the hip is really common for especially like a lot of girls who are in their sort of like late teens want to get a tattoo that i've spoken to are like yeah i really want to get something on my i want to get scraped on my ribs or on my hip and i would usually advise against it especially for your first one i mean i can understand wanting to get a tattoo on your ribs or your first tattoo on your ribs because it's somewhere that's not very visible most of the time and I think, especially for women, it's kind of like, it's a nice place to get it done. Like, it looks nice. I, you know, it's not maybe my personal thing, but, you know, it looks nice on the body. But, yeah, I would, I think, you know, and I think people could be discouraged from getting more tattoos if that's their first tattoo and it's really painful. You know, my first tattoo was really small and on the back of my bicep so like somewhere that was very meaty and it was still somewhere that isn't very visible and is very easily covered up so that if I really didn't like it or like got it and felt like I really regretted getting a tattoo at all in the first place I wouldn't have to look at it very often and most people don't most people still don't see it now yeah and it's kind of a general rule of anatomy that regardless of where you're getting your tattoo, it is going to hurt. I think that's just a given. Yeah. But anywhere that is close to a joint or a bone or anywhere where the skin is like... Very thin. Yeah, so like your knees, your elbows, in the ditches of your elbow, parts of your shoulder, your feet, your hands are apparently quite difficult as well. It's going to be really painful, so you kind of don't want that for your first one. Because, like you said, it could ruin the experience and you might be dissuaded from getting one in the future. Yeah, and but it wouldn't be an accurate sort of representation of what the majority of tattoos feel like in, you know, on the majority of parts of your body. And, you know, the thing with the ribs is that, like, the skin moves quite a lot. When you're getting tattooed on your ribs, there's quite a lot of discomfort. So the, mm. it's hard for the artist to, you know, if there's a lot of 
clean straight lines that's hard to do because people are breathing and they're on un- they're yeah, well, under duress yeah and i think that's a good point as well if you're not used to sitting and i am i have been told that i'm very good i think that's from i have to get blood tests every year since i was a kid so i think that's like i've had to just sit and get a needle in my arm since i was small but if you're not used to having to sit very still or at least you know semi still for you know any kind of portion of time while someone is needling you you know getting it in a place like that where it's literally where you're breathing is going to be difficult and then even after when you're healing like your arm or your leg or something you can avoid lying on it or you know try and avoid hitting it off things but you can't afford avoid taking a breath yeah and that and that's something that we're going to talk about later on when we come to the healing process but yeah like when you're speaking to your artist for the first time to help them is have an idea of where you want it don't be afraid to go back and forth with the artist as well if they like if they think maybe we might move uh, like somewhere else like obviously you are a completely clean canvas so if they're not recommending to move it to somewhere because it would be a better tattoo maybe be a bit wary of it like say if you want it on your arm and they say oh let's put it on your leg if they don't have a reasonable justification for that then i think maybe be wary and also if you have a custom design don't be afraid to contact multiple artists and kind of get their idea because as the next step of the process we're going to talk about once you've kind of gone back and forth and you've agreed with an artist then then there comes the deposit so deposits are paid beforehand obviously it's very easily understood and it's one to kind of protect the artist as well because it's quite common for people to book tattoos and not show up and that's an artist like they could have four or five hours of their day booked out to tattoo you and it's quite hard to for a lot of artists like particularly somewhere like london where there's so many artists yeah 100 percent. i mean that's something that here as well i have found most deposits are non-refundable um whereas at home i think it was generally more flexible but like i had to put off a tattoo while i was here for like a few months because just things happened and i couldn't get it done but there was no issue i had paid her my deposit and she was happy enough to like you know let me get back in touch with her when i was able to get it so like if you do find that because the money thing is you know, it's a significant chunk of money for most tattoos if they're, you know, not like a little small tattoo. You know, if you find that like you had an unexpected thing that you had to pay for or like, you know, your dishwasher breaks or like anything like that, I would not be afraid to get in touch with the artist and to cancel. You don't even necessarily have to say like the reason why, you know, I have always found them to be very understanding and if you can kind of let them know as soon in advance usually they will have some kind of cancellation policy but like yeah if you know like two weeks in advance better to give them the time to book your spot up with someone else than to leave it till you know a few days before yeah and like most artists will they'll either use something like PayPal or another payment platform Sometimes you're sending it to the shop. Sometimes you're sending it directly to them. So You're always sending to friends and family. Always sending to friends and family. <laughs> um, but So you're, you've been booked in. Your design has been picked. Alternatively, if you are doing a walk-in, you will go in and you'll be presented either with a flash book or a flash wall. So the, these are pre-made designs by the artist for display for people to come in and pick. I would personally recommend... If it's your first tattoo, just get flash. Just get something that they've done. Yeah, I recommend too. Yeah. Something that they've done numerous times as well. Like, you know, they're used to doing it. And I think as well, kind of to go back to what we were talking about at the very start, like the kind of pressure to get something like really meaningful or like trying to come up with a concept for a tattoo when you've never even had a tattoo, I think is very difficult. And to just get a design that you like, you can put meaning onto it if that's something that's really important to you. You know, you can make meaning out of things. And I think even though most of my tattoos I didn't intend to have meaning, they all have some kind of 
meaning or just memory with them. So I think like, yeah, to get a design that you can look at that you like, you haven't had to try and conceptualize something artistically. I think it's a great gateway. And then you get a better idea of tattoos in general and what you like. So if you're picking flash and you're doing a walk in, don't be afraid to talk maybe like, oh, can we maybe change like this small detail or that small detail? Like minor changes only take a small amount of time to change. Size too. Yeah, size, placements, like don't say can we make it 10% bigger because uh, tattoo artists don't have tape measures. So 10% is kind of a, <laughs> a vague I've margin. I've never had anyone, I didn't know, do people do that? Yeah, people, people quite a lot of people do. It's like, <laughs> Oh, can we make that like slightly smaller? If you like think is like, can we make this maybe a centimeter or two centimeters or an inch smaller? Okay. Rather than I've always just <laughs> I've I mean often I've been present especially with Flash I've been presented with a couple of sizes, um. But now I've never actually I wouldn't know what ten percent bigger is to be fair. But I I don't know I ha- like. Tattoo artists have said to me, like, oh, I can make it a little bit bigger. They're never really... Yeah. I don't know who you're going to. That's very specific. No, Two no, centimeters no. bigger. No, it, it, it's more so <laughs> if, if from a customer's perspective, because a lot of people who may not know about maybe their first experience, they're like, oh, can I make it slightly bigger? It, try and think in your mind's eyes, like, is... Like, is this a centimeter? Most- yeah, do do have an idea of size. Obviously, you know, it it does help, especially if you're if it's not a walk in and it's not flash. You know, if you've come with a kind of a concept to the artist. Yeah, if you can say like, oh, I'd like it to be like seven inches or whatever, that'll obviously help them out, and they'll probably like you more. Yep. Hey, are you enjoying the show? If you really like Beneath the Skin and you want to help support us, you can do so on Patreon. For little as five quid a month, you can help make this show possible, help us buy research materials. So if you like the show and you want to support us, consider kicking us a few quid a month and you'll get everything from bonus episodes to Q&As and you can even vote on what tattoo I'll get when we reach a certain subscriber count. Matt, have you got anything to say? You should really definitely uh, fund the Patreon because tattoo history is massive, right? Deep, wide, complicated. We're covering some big hit topics on the main feed, but on the Patreon subscriber only feed, we'll be getting into some really more interesting niche, deep topics you don't want to miss out on. And honestly, the chance to kind of decide what Thomas gets on his body is probably just a once in a lifetime opportunity. Subscribe, chuck us a few quid. Don't miss out on the chance to ruin Thomas's body forever. Everyone knows that tattoo aftercare is one of the most important steps in getting a new tattoo. We all want our fresh new tattoos to heal as easily and hassle-free as possible so we can show them off to the world. That's why Sanoderm's here to help. Driven by science and innovation, Sanoderm products have been thoroughly tested and used by doctors and tattoo artists alike for over 10 years. Sanoderm brings cutting edge technology to make your tattoo healing process a breeze. No more messing around with cleaning and plastic every few hours with Sanoderm's amazing range of aftercare products. I personally have used Sanoderm to heal my tattoos in the past and they made what used to be a daily process of setting reminders on my phone to clean and rewrap my tattoo into a one-step process. Their medical-grade products include aftercare balms, soaps, and my favourite, their second skin aftercare bandages. Sanoderm's tattoo bandages are designed to be waterproof, breathable, and keep your new tattoo protected from whatever the elements can throw at it so you can get on with your day worry-free and confident your new tattoo will look vibrant and will heal faster. Plus, their products are all natural and ethically sourced, so you can take comfort in knowing that you're healing your tattoos with nature's finest ingredients. So next time you're in an artist's chair, why not try Sanoderm, healing your tattoos the modern way so you can get on with your day. Check out the link in the description of this episode for discounts on a range of Sanoderm products or for more information. And so if you're not getting flash and you're getting your own custom design, Let's talk about the process. You're all booked in. What do you do now? So I personally would recommend about two weeks out from the actual appointment, start using kind of a light moisturizer on the area. Kind of what you should do is moisturize the skin so it's nice and stretchy and it's nice and pliable. 
because as we talk about the actual process of getting the tattoo, it will make the process better for you, better for the artist, and better after the fact for healing. So you're two weeks out, start moisturizing, then maybe three days beforehand. Well, this is, you know, general advice. You know, you should be drinking a lot of water all the time anyway. It's yeah, hydration is key. Says, yeah. Um but uh, making sure you're drinking enough water will help the skin stay hydrated. Um, maybe about two days beforehand, don't drink anything. Don't drink any alcohol. Um, I mean, yeah, like, don't drink the night before your tattoo. Don't drink the day of your tattoo. Don't come into a tattoo hungover. Like, it will be miserable for you, and it will make getting the tattoo so much more difficult for the artist, as or I should say, given the tattoo, so much more difficult for them. You will probably bleed way more, and they'll probably then be able to tell. Yeah. You've, I mean, if you turn up drunk, you'll just be refused. Yeah. Like, I, because the way my skin is, I do bleed quite a lot. And I've had artists, like, ask me before, <laughs> you know, how much did you have last night? I was like, I didn't drink no. at all. It's just the way my skin is. But yeah, it just, it makes it so much more miserable. Like, but it's, I think people maybe take that with a pinch of salt. They're like, oh, they say that I can't drink before, but I'm sure it'll be fine. But it really is like just a biology thing. Like, and it will make your tattoo miserable. And again, like the thing of placement, if you get your first tattoo and you're really hungover and then... The tattoo is like extremely painful because I think about how sensitive you are when you're hungover and then someone's jamming a little needle into you for like an hour. You're not going to want to do that again. Yeah, exactly. And to try and ensure you have the best experience, it's important to, you know, make sure you're in the best condition. So day of, and this is my general recommendation, is... Have a, a nice substantial meal before you go into the tattoo because we're, I'm going to talk about this in a second. But make sure you're you don't go in on an empty stomach. Maybe pick up like some sweets or something before you go. And also, and this is something that we'll come back to later on, is find out what the policy of the shop is if you're paying in cash or paying with card. I generally will just bring cash anyway because yeah. everyone accepts cash. Not everyone will accept card. So you get there, you kind of, it varies quite a lot on how long you're going to wait when you get to the shop. I always recommend arriving maybe 10 minutes early. I mean, I usually arrive on the dot because I think... Because you're always late? Well, yeah. (laughs) Arriving (laughs) on the dot is not being late. To you it is. You're either early or you're late. Or you're on time. There's no such thing as on time. Anyway... I have always, pretty much always had to wait to get my tattoo. Um, and I kind of just assume that I'll have to wait. Um, there's only been, I think, I mean, the Two I can times. only, yeah, like, yeah, my most recent one, I didn't have to wait for like the first time in a long time. So I just assume, you know, it could be half an hour, 45 minutes, but like, if they start to push it, you know, I like, you have grounds to be like, here, what is the story? Yeah, and I think this is something we should touch on as well. Like, obviously, if you're getting a tattoo, you have the money to get a tattoo, which means you probably have a job. <laughs> um, yeah, which and- means you have to take time out of that job to yeah. come get that tattoo. So when you're deciding dates with your artist when you're booking, you know, make sure that you book the time off in advance. Um, but also be aware that different shops have different opening times depending on when you're booked in in the day will affect how long you wait. If you have an evening or kind of late afternoon appointment, you're probably going to wait a little bit longer because the way the process works is no tattoo really finishes on time and no tattoo really starts on time. No, it's definitely not an exact science. Unless you're uh, the first person in the shop. So kind of make an allowance for that. What I would not recommend is having it in your mind like, oh, they're probably going to run over. It's fine if I'm like 15 minutes late. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't saying that as an excuse. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Ways. But generally, if you are running late, just send them a text. Just, you know, send them a DM on yeah, Instagram. Let them know. Just say, say, I'm running a little bit late. Most of the time, they'll probably be happy. They'll want to get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or they're finishing up another tattoo. Yeah. 
Um, That's usually the reason that you're waiting, is just that they're finishing up from their previous client. Yeah, and I would recommend, like, kind of expect to wait maybe about half an hour between arriving and actually starting the tattoo, because one, they'll have to shave the area, they'll have to print the stencil, they'll you'll have, like, a little back and forth, maybe if there's small changes on the day. Um, yeah, and- you'll discuss placement, they'll put the stencil on you, you can have a look, you can move it around, you know. Yeah, obviously, since we mentioned what we talked about last week on the Ink Master episode, don't be afraid to change the placement if you don't like it, because that, you know, this is the last point where you get to change the tattoo before the needle goes in. And, you know, you'll probably have maybe, like, 10 minutes waiting around while they get their ink together in their machine, the station cleaned up and, you know, everything's wrapped with cling film and before you're actually sitting down. So I would recommend maybe bring a book, bring a pair of headphones with you if you want to, like, look at TikTok or something while you're waiting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never brought a book with me to that. <laughs> maybe you should have that time you waited two hours. It was worth the wait, we'll just say that. Yeah, so you kind of, you're done your kind of placement, you, stencil is on you. I think we should talk about numbing cream. Yeah, I've never had numbing cream. I've never used it either, but I've heard people say that it makes shorter tattoos considerably like a breeze, because what it does is it numbs the skin, so you you feel like a dull pain. That's but the definition of numbing cream. It numbs up. the skin. Um... <laughs> Um, but what it does is, yes, it numbs the skin and there's a more dull pain. It's not as painful. Yeah. Well, actually, I have never used, y- oh my God, I've never used numbing cream. I was going to say yumming cream. But on the tattoo that I got yesterday, it is the biggest tattoo I have by far. And it was, there's a lot of color in it. It was quite painful. Um, so the artist kindly used, uh, sort of batine spray. Um but I've never had to I've never had that really before other than after you get the tattoo. But like I you know, to speak to how it works, I found it like quite effective, especially when like we did a big chunk of it with absolutely nothing and it was quite painful. It really did help the spray help to dull the pain and just like help me to be able to lie there and get the rest of it finished because I really didn't want to have to come back and do another session i wanted to try and just get it banged out so you know i think people have a bit of a like oh you want to use numbing cream coward. yeah coward. you know but like fuck it like yeah like the thing with numbing cream is it does work um for longer tattoos because you have to apply it a couple hours before you actually start getting the tattoo so for it to be effective and it only lasts a couple hours so for longer tattoos from what i've been told is that it makes the first like two two and a half hours quite easy but then much more painful for the back half you've kind of gotten used to a level of pain and then suddenly it's worse yeah so like for example like my longer tattoos they usually the first two and a half hours you're kind of in the good zone because your adrenaline has kicked in after maybe the first five minutes. The first five minutes are probably the most painful for those first two and a half hours. You kind of stop noticing. And then after you go past the two and a half hour mark, you start to get fatigued, you start to get tired. This is why I recommended picking up a couple of sweets because what you can do is have a couple of fruit pastilles, have a can of Coke. It will shoot your blood sugar back up and maybe take a break for like 10 minutes. It will let you take a bit of a rest. Don't be afraid to ask to take breaks. I mean, if it's your first tattoo, like we said, don't be getting like, a. I wouldn't recommend getting a ginormous tattoo, but like if you need to take breaks, ask to take breaks. Like any decent artist, you know, won't be whinging at you if you need to take a break. Also, more than likely, they'll be happy to take a break as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the tattoo I got yesterday was five hours of tattooing. Like... I never normally like to take breaks because I like to just sit it out and get it done. But like I had to, I had no real choice. My body wouldn't let me. Yeah. And it's being aware that you do have physical limits um, to how long you can sit for. 
And your artist will want to know. Yeah. You know, they don't want you to sit there to, like, the point of excruciation, you know? Let them know. They'll be thankful, you know, that they don't want to push you over any kind of limit that you have, like you say. Yeah, and in that same vein as well, some people like talking when they're getting tattooed. I like talking. You are much more quiet than I am. Yeah, like, generally, once I'm, like... Once we're getting to it, I'm just kind of quiet. Um, but like, if the artist talks to me, I'll talk back. It's not like I'm like, I don't want to talk. But yeah, I just kind of, I don't, I find that there's not much comes to mind while someone's tattooing me. Maybe, you know, I like to just like. Whereas I, because I literally talk for a living, enjoy talking to the artist. But if you are a person who does, you don't want to talk, you just want to kind of focus on like getting through it. That's totally fine. Either say to them beforehand, saying like, hey, you know, I'm a little bit nervous. You know, I'm not much of a talker. I hope you don't mind. They'll probably be like, yeah, yeah sure. Approaching it like that, I think, is a good way to do it. But also, it much like a barber, a good tattoo artist will be able to tell within the first, like, 10 minutes if you don't want to talk to them. I mean, it can be hard as well with some placements. Like, the one I got, I keep referencing yesterday, but she was behind me. You know, I couldn't see her, so... And then there's the noise of the machine. Like, it's kind of difficult to shout across. So they're probably happy enough to just get on with it. And you can just lie there, look at your phone. Like, I kind of, when I was first getting tattoos, I didn't know if that was, like, you know, a real faux pas to, like, look at your phone while you're getting a tattoo. But I think, you know, for something longer as well, they don't expect you to, you know, just lie there and stare at the ceiling. Yeah, and, you know... They're not going to think it's rude. Yeah, and, like, once again, you know, whether it's... You're, if you're uncomfortable for whatever reason, like, the unless it's the tattoo artist making you uncomfortable, which, uh... Mm, uh that's another a, conversation. Yeah, for another episode. But, um... Just say to them. They, like, they'll be happy to let you stand up or let you move around. Like, even, say, if you're getting something on your legs, even just, like, moving your foot around... It'll help. Yeah, yeah, but they can. I think they can tell as well if you're mm. start if it's starting to get you know because you're you know you might start twitching or whatever. You may not even notice it, but they can usually tell. Or like you might start to shake or whatever, and they might say, "Oh, look, you know, or we'll take like, a break." Or if you're like me, you just go completely pale. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard with me because I'm already so pale. <laughs> I can't tell. It, it, it's happened. It's happened a couple of times. The one that I got on my uh, forearm la- was that last year I got this. We're sitting across or the two ro- years ago. Two years ago, we're sitting across the room from each other. So, <laughs> um, no, I think it was last year that I got this. But anyway, I it took two and a half or three and a half hours, and I took a break after two hours, and then about. 45 minutes before the end, I was like, I need to take a break for like 15 minutes because like I could feel like myself going pale yeah. and And like the last thing the artist wants is you to faint in the chair. Yeah, exactly. You know. So then, you know, you've gotten your tattoo, you've gotten your first tattoo, congratulations, round of applause. Then the artist is gonna have you sit around for maybe like 10, 15 minutes just to let the skin settle, make sure there's no like um, well, they'll clean you off. Yeah, make sure there's no like extra bleeding than normal, but also let you settle as well because you're after getting you know your skin punctured for oh, however yeah. long. Yeah, make sure you're not going to walk outside and faint on the street immediately. Yeah, and even if it's a small tattoo, if it's your first one, you know it's the first time you're experiencing that, so like you don't know how your body may react after it's over. Yeah. So then what they'll do is they'll clean you up. They'll probably spray you down with lidocaine or something that is like a kind of bactine. It helps yeah, fight, helps get rid of bacteria, but also helps numb the helps tattoo a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. And then it. This is the exciting part. If they take your picture, <laughs> yeah. Well, they. I mean, I don't think I've ever had a tattoo where they haven't taken a photo of it. But the crucial thing is whether they upload it to their social media or not because obviously you want to you want to (laughs) share pictures with your friends but the problem is is the picture you'll probably take won't be as good as the artist it'll be at a weird angle be really red like you know and then after you know when you go to see your mates or whoever it'll be all wrapped up or if you're using saniderm um, shout out saniderm (laughs) 
you uh you won't even really be able to see it because all the ink is just sort of pooling on top of it. So you're like, look, my tattoo, and everyone's like, mm. yeah, it looks like uh, an ink blot. Like looking at your ink sack, but oh. yeah. So you're there. You've been wrapped up, like we discussed before. Some places will accept card. Some will accept cash. Well, we should say about the pictures, like you know, yeah, they'll so. like often artists will have like a ring light or something. They will take a V nice photo of it. So even if they don't put it on their Instagram, which is such a such a stab to the heart when they don't. Um, that couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> what have all your tattoos been uploaded? Yeah. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just salty. <laughs> I need more of mine to be put online. Anyway, that's not why I get them. Um in either case, they will have a really decent picture of your tattoo, so you can get them to send it over to you, um, and that way you can like show everyone while it looks all blobby and gooey and gross. Yeah, so then when you're paying up, like we said, some places will accept cards, some will accept cash. You pay and card up. is becoming slightly more common. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that we didn't mention in the booking process, because I wanted to hold it off to give it a little, uh, little bit of extra content on the back end. Oh. Uh, about quotes, price quotes. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you meant. Um, I was like getting a quote tattooed. No. Oh, actually, yeah, that's some that's some advice that I didn't think of. If you're getting anything that has written script in it, spell check it. Make sure you <laughs> make sure you spelled it right and the artist spelled it right. Look, I'm a podcaster. I can barely read, so you know I'm not the best person for it. I don't have any script tattoos. Also, think about fonts and stuff. Like, that's another thing that we were talking about when you're giving the artist information. You know, it will vastly help them if you can, like, think about the kind of font you want, then, like, have a Google and find, like, an example of it and just attach it as reference because then they can just... They can give you exactly what you're asking for. Yeah, so you're... When you're booking, I think... I think it's pretty reasonable to ask, can I get a ballpark figure for how much it's going to cost? Yeah. There is, like, don't ask the artist, like, how much is this going to cost exactly? Because they don't know. Because, you know... Generally, yeah. Yeah, the process could take shorter or longer. There could be, you know, complications. So it might cost... Or there could be amendments to the design. design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it might cost on the higher end of the quote. Generally... When you ask for an exact number quote, what you're kind of saying uh, is you kind of have an implicit expectation of one, how much this is worth, but also, you know, how long this is going to take. And it puts a little bit of pressure on the artist. Well, I think like we said earlier, like tattooing is not an exact science in terms of how long it'll take, how much it'll cost. But you are well within your rights, in my opinion, to ask, you know, roughly... How much? If they haven't already said, some artists will tell you up front, like, mm-hmm. deposit is X amount, and I think overall it's going to cost about this much. Yeah, so... Some won't, and you may have to ask them, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, like, generally, uh, in my experience, you'll get kind of like a hundred quid bandwidth yeah. of, you know, lowest to highest. In general, I tend to pay in cash. Um, I've paid in cash... Only twice I've paid by card. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you pay them. I generally leave a tip as well. I, I would kind of leave probably about a 10% minimum tip. You know, that could be 20 quid, that could be 40 quid, could be whatever. But that doesn't always, again, like, it is costly to get a tattoo. And if you've, like, saved up and, like, this is the money that you have for it, you know, they're not gonna be like, oh, you didn't tip me. And if they are... Uh, don't go back to them yeah um <laughs> but also this is something that i just remembered as well that if you're getting a custom design and it you will very rarely see um the design before the day unless and i found this is different once you start going to an artist consistently yeah. is that they will send you the design earlier most of the time you'll just see it on the day and if they're if you want to make minor changes they can i think that kind of protects the tattoo artist time in that they won't send you a design a week before the tattoo and then every day you want to make different changes to it but 
Um, I have found that once you start going to the same artist consistently, they'll be more willing to send you the design earlier. Like the other day, I was talking to someone I've gotten work for before with an idea, and they did it in like two, two hours and just sent me a picture of it. Yeah. And then, but that's you know, and I like I think that's like anything where you're sort of dealing with like a customer client kind of thing. You know, if they feel like you're gonna be a repeat customer. They may want to, you know, sort of protect that relationship. So, so you're after paying. Um, generally, what you expect, kind of, you know, you'll chat to them, say thank you. They'll thank you for, you know, letting uh, them tattoo you. Get stickers. Uh, most places oh, yeah, have stickers. Any kinda, yeah, merch. free merch they have gone. Um, Some places will have sweets and stuff too. Yeah, and then once you leave the studio, whether you are wrapped up in cling film a lot of places use puppy pads now which help uh absorb a lot of excess liquid or using sanoderm use sanoderm use sanoderm use sanoderm the show is brought to you by sanoderm if you didn't know um and i would generally recommend going and getting something to eat straight away like go and pick up something like that's easy like a bag of chips or mcdonald's or something yeah because you are going to be tired after a tattoo especially if it's your first one you're yeah. going to be a little bit exhausted so it helps get your energy back up it helps you get home then when you get home what you should generally do if you are using so are we talking about aftercare now yes we're talking about okay. aftercare okay. i feel like you, need, you know we need to mark it aftercare is very important yeah so generally what happens especially if you're getting your first tattoo and i hear a lot of tattoo artists complaining about people not yeah that's how that's how you that's how you turn a good tattoo bad by not healing Practicing it properly. Proper aftercare. Um so if you are using a non-second skin aftercare, so that's cling film, puppy pads, uh blackout pads, what you should generally do, and this is it kind of ranges from artist to artist. Everyone kind of has a different methodology. Yeah. I mean, they're all very similar but it'll be like one will say use coconut oil one will say use, use this cream you can buy from it's my shop, shop. <laughs> um but generally what you should do is now people will vary by about 24 hours on this my advice is when you get home uh, depending if you have gotten a tattoo earlier on the day if it's been an evening appointment you can probably leave the adhesive overnight just so or leave the bandage overnight just so it doesn't stain your sheets or whatever. But if you got a tattoo early in the day and you've had it, let it sit for most of the day, I'd recommend taking off the bandage, cleaning it with lukewarm water, and... Uh, like you're not scrubbing this thing, yeah, you know, very, very, very gently. Very gently. If you're using a soap, use something that has like zero additives in it. Is very like is very gentle. Yeah, sort of like an antimicrobial kind of soap. Yeah, and do it with your hands. Don't use a sponge or anything no. or anything that can be abrasive to the skin. And what you want to do then is use kitchen towels to pat it dry. Um, you don't want to use a towel. And yeah. then toilet paper tends to be too thin. Yeah. So little bits will get stuck to it. Yeah. So you want to like. Pat it dry and then let it air dry for a couple of minutes. Then you can reapply cling film and use some medical tape to seal it up. So that way... Or you can just wrap it with the cling film. Yeah, depending on the area. I recommend kind of using tape just because it holds it when you're you're asleep. So that way... Yeah, especially if it's on your leg or something. Yeah. So then the next day you kind of repeat the process. You remove... The adhesive, wash it with sensitive soap and lukewarm water. You will reapply the uh, whatever you're using to cover it. Yeah, and then you repeat that kind of once or twice a day, depending on the size of the tattoo. If it's a smaller tattoo, you can kind of get away with changing it twice a day. Yeah. If it's a bigger tattoo, maybe change it like in the morning, in the afternoon, and then before you go to bed. And like you're cleaning it each way. Then after about three days, what you can do is you can take all the um all the cling film off. You can start to let it air dry out, and what you can do is then clean it and then moisturize yeah, it. Now you're starting to moisturize. Yeah. I think a lot of people assume that you start moisturizing straight, straight away. away. Yeah, yeah, but the it is an open wound. 
mm-hmm. and so it is still quite wet and there's like still you yeah plasma coming out and things so yeah it's sort of that three four day mark when it can start to dry out and that's when you can start to slather up yeah so like generally like on day three i'll start moisturizing use once again fragrance free everything free i like e45 or you can use like a cerave and like something that's like aqueous cream aqueous cream something that's like quite thin and apply a thin layer on it and you know let it dry you do that repeat it and what essentially what you're trying to do is prolong the healing process so the the quicker the scabs form on a tattoo and the quicker it dries out and falls out that means more color is going to fall out of the tattoo like i have a couple of uh, spots on my tattoos where the scab may have like fallen off prematurely and like it leaves a kind of either slightly lighter shade of color or it will you know look slightly out of place like there might i have one spot where there's no color at all because the scab fell out like way too early and then and that is something that an artist will touch up for you and usually they'll say that to you at the end of the appointment you know like if you need a touch up if like you see color fallout or whatever let me feel know. free to come back and um, they are happy to do that for you yeah and then you kind of repeat this over the course of about two weeks i recommend like you know you start to peter out the moisturizing oh about a week and a half in and then you know you're kind of moisturizing it twice a day i'd recommend maybe a third time if you're sitting at your desk and you remember it um but it's good practice to always moisturize your tattoos regardless of how old they are twice a day so especially after you get out of a shower if you're showering make sure that it's not hot yeah you'll have to take kind of a little bit of a lukewarm shower at first yeah, you're going, you're going to be on your uh, Sigma male grind set. You're going to be in your cold showers. No Sigma males over here. <laughs> um, and then as your tattoo passes the healing stage, the skin, the ink will take time to settle in the skin. And what you will, what you will see happening is the ink will start to spread underneath the skin and the lines. This happens over a period of months and years. The ink will settle in your skin and it will start to look a little more flat but the colors will start to kind of blend into each other and you'll start to get this really beautiful piece of art on your body that has like aged with you and that's why i recommend you know you continue to moisturize because that way you're maintaining the yeah, keep them looking good plus you should all be moisturizing yeah don't want don't want anyone looking dusty yeah moisturize yeah so <laughs> um then you kind of you that's it you've come to the end of the process really yeah you rinse and repeat and you get more and more tattoos and until you're completely covered but yeah like i think it is something that is quite nerve-wracking for people to get their first one well yeah and i mean you know i said earlier that i think i can offer a little bit of perspective you know being a woman getting a tattoo and like tattooing definitely outwardly seems like a very male dominated space and i felt very intimidated at first and it probably took me longer to get a tattoo than maybe it would have if i didn't feel like that but like i would encourage anybody any woman or anyone who is a female identifying if they want a tattoo to get a tattoo like speak to people in your life that have tattoos if you have anyone in your life that already does like talk to them about the process listen to this that will help you share with people share (laughs) with your friends share with share with your parents that don't understand your life choices but that also you know and i think we touched on this a lot sort of in the general thing of getting a tattoo that like you have every right to feel comfortable it's an uncomfortable process and everything but the tattoo should be comfortable and if you know you are going to a male artist and it feels uncomfortable if you feel like they're inappropriate then you have every right to leave um that just should not be happening but in general i would encourage you to go and get one because i think the experience usually is really good and i you know when there are so many women tattooing as well you know I'm not saying that they can't be dickheads either but you know 
that might make you feel more comfortable if you want to go to a woman for your first tattoo. And if you do feel particularly nervous about it, you know, maybe it would be better not to just do a walk-in, but to book with someone, even if it's booking for a piece of flash, you know, so that you really know what to expect, you know, what you're going into. You're not just kind of walking in and, like, getting whoever's available. Um, And, yeah, I just, like... I know it does, it can feel really intimidating and it's like, oh, some big burly dude is gonna like tattoo me and if I say the wrong thing, everyone's gonna laugh at me and, you know, as well as any other concerns about like harassment or whatever. But like, I think like, don't be afraid. Yeah. And I think as well, after you get your first one and you start to get more, you'll find yourself maybe a little bit naturally gravitating towards not only artists as artists, but artists as people as well that you mm. like. You know, I have often gone back to an artist because I thought they were cool. I lo- Obviously, I went to them in the first place because I like their stuff, but, you know, it is a, it is a personal thing. You know, 100%, a yeah. big personal preference for, like, certain types of shops, certain, that place, certain type. And we're type not of- saying you're going to become best mates. Oh, yeah, don't expect that. Artists, no. But, you know, if you're getting on with someone, it's really nice to support them as well Mm -hmm. in their work. Yeah, so I think that really is, I think that really is everything. I can't think of a whole lot that we haven't covered. Um, I would say, personal tip, please take a shower (laughs) and wear deodorant before (laughs) your appointment. I have spoken to many artists while they're tattooing me. Oh, yeah, I've, yeah. Who have told me horror stories. <laughs> don't eat any funky food. Make sure you don't have dirty feet. I had to have my feet out yesterday. <laughs> Make sure you're not, you know, <laughs> black souls. Don't be, a. Uh, don't be dusty. Don't be smelly. Uh, be I'm, nice. Yeah, be nice. Like, understand that this is this person's job. You know, their time is important to them, and it should be important to you. Yeah, and if you, honestly, if you've made it this far, obviously you're listening to it as it has recently come out. It's coming up to Halloween. If you haven't gotten a tattoo yet, mm, Halloween is a yes. perfect opportunity because they'll be doing flash days. You can get something cheap. You can get something quick. You can get something that's cool. Look on shops, Instagrams. A lot of places are doing them. Uh, Dharma tattooing in East London is doing a flash day. New, New wave, wave tattoo. tattoo. Shout out Mang. Shout out Lal Hardy. Shout out all the crew in New Wave. <laughs> and you know, have a look around. It's the perfect opportunity to get a cool tattoo. So, with that in mind, uh, I want to say thank you very much for listening. If you want to find the show online, you can do so at Beneath Skin Pod on Twitter. If you want to find me, you can find me at Got It at Guineas. That's G U Y N E Y S. And if you like this episode and you want to hear more episodes like this early, plus bonus episodes, uh, check us out on Patreon. For as little as five quid a month, you get extra content, you get early content, you get some research materials that we're going to be posting soon and if you check out the 15 quid tier we'll also send you a signed book oh. by dr matthew lauder bargain town exactly it's actually cheaper than buying it on amazon and <laughs> amazon already have a discount on it and you will be supporting an independent author yeah. you will be supporting tattoo history and you'll be supporting this show Sinead I don't know why I'm thanking you for being on the show. We literally live together. Oh, I gotta, Shouldn't I be thanked? I, well, yeah, you know, thank you for being on the show. Once I stop recording, we're literally going to keep talking anyway. So uh, do you have any last words or last advice for people? Like I say, like, I think I just I want to see more ladies getting tattoos. So don't be afraid. You can message me if you want on Instagram. I'd be happy to, you know, if anyone's worried about it. Not that you didn't let me plug my Instagram, but oh, that's fine. Uh, do you want to plug your Instagram? <laughs> do you want the, the people of the internet to be able to find you? I don't know, do I? <laughs> uh, we, we'll talk about this off mic. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the show. Bye. Bye. Bye.